You're listening to Sleep Nation Station Podcast, Episode 5, Track by Track Review. Kick it! You're listening to Sleep Nation Station, Episode 5, the Track by Track album introspect of Sleep Nation, self-titled. <laughs> I just want to insert a special story about the first time that you moved in, Seth. I remember that Justin... Do you remember this, Micah? Vaguely. Okay. You know where it's going. Did you leave? Did you lead Seth into his new room, or did Justin? I'm lead? pretty sure Justin did. So Justin lead, and then you and I were hiding in the closet. Yes. 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 With our pants to our ankles, <laughs> and Justin said, "Seth, uh, come here and check this closet out. You know, it's it's a pretty big closet. Look at all this space." <laughs> and you just gotta. Great eye full of right here. Our butts. Rump man. roast. Rump roast. Two. Double. Double sure? trouble. Maybe I let him in. I think, it was, I think <laughs> Justin was always the one I was that wanted to show I remember these rear ends very So very it was well. Justin. It was and you and Justin. Yeah. Okay, Micah. Good. Micah was the. I'm the true elite. friend. There were so many moments you had in that room, man. That's when I had to start wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. That's when you had to start wearing glasses. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And a helmet. Oh, boy. <laughs> We had to fix the drywall in that room after you were done with it. Not really. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we're going to review, I guess, self-review, introspect on the Sleep Nation self-titled album. That is correct. Recorded at Beach Creek Studios by Aaron Sisklowski. Yes. This album can be found on all major music sources. Master engineer Robert Gay, son of Mike Gay, the owner of Beach Creek Studios. Shout out to Robert. Shout. Whoop, whoop. He just recently went on tour with a member of Reliant K. Lee That's Singer. true. Yes, yeah, he was. Album was design, cool. Verona Valley Studios. Artwork by Mr. Brandon Hillis. Who is a great Sleep Nation friend. An advocate. An advocate. And just all around. Patriot. A Sleep Nation a, a sli- patriot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. You heard it first here on the Sleep Nation Station podcast. First track, I want you back. I gotta, I gotta say that was that particular song is what kind of broke us into the new mold of wanting to actually write straightforward rock and roll. You remember how that came up? That was started on a, it was on a dry erase board. Yes. And it said collective soul riff. We were just <laughs> obvious about it. Yeah, just very obvious. I think you and I both were really into that collective soul album, Youth. I'm still into that Collective Soul album. That uh, that album was that sound was heavily influenced on this song, and uh, we were trying to move away from the three piece aspect of our band. Is what That's we right. were, is what we were trying to do. So you can hear it from the very first intro, just in your face, ready to go rock and roll. That's right. That's ready to go rock and roll, out of control rock and roll. Yep. I mean, that's how I remember it. The song in the second verse refers to an instance that actually happened at the house that we all were privy to. Really? Yes. We're in the second verse where it says, screamed out my window and broke my heart. That, that, that was must have a, been Nick Bainey. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was his sister. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Beatty, I was close, man. Uh, if you're listening to this, I was close. So close, but so, so close. far. Yeah. He was probably playing with his testicles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we, would have, we would have people over hanging out at, like, of the of the female nature, and he would be over there just like playing with himself. <laughs> hey, Mikey, you want to see something? <laughs> <laughs> and he showed you something. Yeah, dude, it was super elastic. That's all I remember. So, I want you back. It's a tongue in cheek kind of flirting with the idea that you're going to get back with somebody, but actually, you're not. You're like, nah. what does it mean to you, Seth? Because you were, you were, you were probably around when this was wrote, but you weren't in the Beat Laboratory. It was the first video that I shot with you guys, so it was a ton of fun. I think it's probably one of the top three tracks on that album. Top I get, three tracks from Seth Bolden. And I can say that, you know, as a third party, since I didn't really have anything to do with that. Just listening to that album as a lover of music. I want you back. It's a pretty solid jam. It's still fun to play. Y'all, y'all played it a lot longer than I have, and oh, I, still, yeah. I still have a blast with it. You know what's funny is the outros never sounded the same anytime we've ever done it. <laughs> we change it up every time. Keep it real. We like to keep in the moment things going on. When keeping it real so. goes wrong. <laughs> Little Dave funny. Chappelle. Not to mention Seth's lead guitar. Put into in, the in the live setting, yes. yes. He, he makes I Want You Back it just that upper echelon of icing on the cake. I really want you Cha-chang. back. Cha-chang. Cha-chang. Michael Butts directed the "I Want You Back" video for on his for his like final project at Nashville Film Institute, and it was a blast. It was the first rock and roll music video that they had ever done. At Every Nash- time they had done music videos, right. it been country. Good man, how did you look at that brain? The more you know. Ching 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 ching. Mm. Track two, Black Widow, also known as Black Widow. We have been playing this song for a long, long time. And you know what never, ever gets old about it is that bridge. That's right. Do you remember how this song came about? You might have to refresh my memory because I don't. We were playing, we were playing a two-hour-and-a-half Halloween party for the Latter-day Saint Church. And we needed a song that That's was an right. original that was kind of dancey and kind of fun, but still Sleep Nation. Yeah. So that's how that intro kind of has that, you know, dancey fun. And then it like goes into super speed Nirvana for the chorus. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints pays very well <laughs> <laughs> for shows. That's actually, that's true. Let we, me tell you. We won't, we won't disclose the, the amount, <laughs> but it's the most that we've ever been paid Let's for just say time. I asked Brad after, can we play here once a week? <laughs> <laughs> Not being accustomed to getting paid for shows ever, it was definitely a breath of fresh it, air. I will brag on, we didn't have to fight. The place was excellent to play for. Yep. Everybody was so kind and so generous, and getting the check was not an issue whatsoever. Not I mean, at all. It, it may be go down as possibly one of the best places that we've ever played. In fact, I think the guy asked us what what our going rate was, and we were all confused by that question. <laughs> we didn't quite know how to answer. So that's how Black Widow was born. It was born out of necessity. And that was the song in the studio where Aaron kind of forced you to come up with a lead part at the end. Yeah, I'll, I can't ever do that lead part again. <laughs> Uh, that was a once, like... But it sounds great on the album. It does. It was just a, you know, one-trick pony. He said, you needed to get this done. And I think Micah actually picked up the electric guitar for a little bit. 
and was kind of piddling yeah. on some stuff. And then once I picked it up back there, I don't know, I just like, just it was like it was forced, like we had no choice but to make it right, and it just you just crapped it out, and that's it, right, and it fell right in. <laughs> and I got a little inspiration from Genesis. I've got to throw some Genesis. Tony Banks, their their keyboard and organ player, he used to take a B3 organ and hook a fuzz pedal up to it, and that's exactly what we did on Black Widow. That's where they hear a little. Do you mention Genesis in every podcast? I was going to say. I don't think it's so. It's like you've got a okay. hard on for Genesis. No. Okay. No, we 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 we'll mentioned keep a tally. We'll Ben keep a tally. Biles. We mentioned Ben Biles every podcast. And there we go. He's there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben Biles. Party for Ben Biles. Shout out to Ben Biles. We should get him on the podcast yeah. just to say, hey, man, you know. Nice shot. Ben meant. <laughs> boom. Filtered. I like what you did there, Seth. Yeah. I like what you did there. Let's talk about Tumbleweed. Number three. Track number three, old Tumbling of the Weeds. So I remember how this song came into development. I was not really, at, you know, when we came up with all these songs, I still wasn't like a formidable bass player. I just had to think of things that became consistent that we could jam to. And I just remember that we played a lot in the key of E. So all I did was just come it was, up. It was our favorite key. It, it was, and it was. it's easy to sing in, it's easy to play in. And I just started playing an open chord. And just moving down the scale until I found something that sounded like it could be a progressive type of riff. And I remember you and Justin both really digging on it. And I think that's where that came to be. Your yes. thoughts? I don't necessarily remember the the music. I've only like actually brought this up, but Tumbleweed's kind of a... It's about a relationship gone wrong. And it's also about how my mother was misdiagnosed with cancer. The, the second verse kind of refers to that. It's kind of vague, but, you know, if if you're coming straight out saying stuff, but there it is. You I, know what it's about. I don't think now. I ever knew that. Really? I don't think I ever knew that. We I, may have talked about it. I said it live it one time. Once upon a time. But I don't, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but that's what it's about. I can tell you one thing about the song is it's never played the same, ever. We you all, said that about the ending of I Want You Back. Well, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, the drummer we're playing with now, we ain't never played it that way before. <laughs> But it, it works. But it works. Sounds good. It works very well, and it's a good transition. Very, very rocking riff, and it was a song I definitely got to experiment with in the studio as far as my, my bass prowess was concerned, so it's very exciting to play. Seth's least favorite track on the album. Is it really? <laughs> I'm just putting words in it, but it may be. I don't know. No, it's whichever one says, I'm singing, I'm singing, I'm singing a song. That's I'm, my least favorite. Yeah, we'll, that, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll that's get later on. Let's not get too hasty, <laughs> Seth. Momentarily. I just can't wait to crap on it. <laughs> yeah, here, here we go. <laughs> Track four, Closer. Is probably the, it's probably the oldest song on this album. Is it? I th- it's Do either, you know what it's about? Why don't you tell us, Mr. Merritt? I was trying to date this girl that worked at Sonic. What and a surprise. I religiously went to Sonic that was right across from, from Sears. Sears. I remember this. Yeah. And like pretty much three or four times a, a week, man. And I was going to Sonic and I was trying to uh, get a date with this girl. And we actually ended up playing music together for a little bit. And then. Was she the vocalist for a little bit? Yes. All right, I remember not, that. Not for the band. Oh, okay. No, we, we formed a, a different band. And I, I remember like Micah and Justin were like, man, what are you. What are you doing for another band? Got a boxcar <laughs> racer situation. <laughs> Why are you Tom DeLonge in us? <laughs> so that's what's closer about. Really? Yeah. My favorite part of that song, you guessed it, just like Black Widow, is the bridge. 
We've got some pretty good bridge riding skills. The way that bridge builds up. Maybe not songwriting skills, but man, we can ride a bridge. Especially if it's played in the key of E. (laughs) Especially if it's played with Mr. Justin Swingler is when the chemistry really happens. Tonight it sounded really good. Tonight it did. I just want you to take a little note, a mental note of that. Kudos to Joey. Kudos. But you asked me to give you my full description of the song, and it was all, it just always clicked. Are there any references to the Sonic menu in the song? (laughs) (laughs) Those cheese sticks are legendary. They are. They are. Actually, a story about Ben Biles and cheese sticks. No, why not? (laughs) Here we go, Ben. I had to throw it. You got to throw him in there. So, Ben Biles, in our yearbook class, we would used to always go, we would wait to the end of the year to sell our yearbook ads, and we would take the last three weeks to sell yearbook ads, but the rest of the time, we would go to Sonic, and I would always keep a a 99-cent mozzarella stick coupon (laughs) on the bottom of my shoe, and I would always crack Ben up, because I'd be... They'd be like, do you have the coupon? I'd be like, hold on just a moment. Let me grab it from the bottom of my shoe here. Boom, there you go. 99 cent coupon mozzarella sticks. How'd you always have a coupon? I don't know. It just happened. And it, it was a promo at one point in time. Jealous. Newspapers. He clipped it out with Newspapers scissors. for sale. That's how it worked. Track five, Mr. Unlucky. Seth should start this. My favorite track on the album. Seth's favorite track on the album. I love it. I like being able to do this. Like I said, you know, I didn't actually help write any of these songs, so as a outside source, when I first heard that, that bass line is fast. Sick. I love it. I was sitting in the basement of 138 Big Spring Circle, and we didn't have a whole lot going on. We were just, you were in a writer's block, I think. Like, there was no fresh jams coming out. We were trying to just get a spark, and then I know where there it came. And you were just like, keep that going. And then next thing you know, there was piano and everything. Everything with this album happened. It, it feels like once there was some, once there was that little spark written, everything else just fell into place. That's how it felt. And I went to Kentucky and bought a Fender, Ro- no, it was a Rhodes electric piano. Yes, a seventy-three from Kentucky for a hundred and ten dollars. Thank God that thing is gone. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It was a cool, cool piano. But to bring that thing to a oh, show geez, was man. miserable. <laughs> and then that dude at Char would always come in right as soon as we would get done at like 2 o'clock in the morning mm. and come up to the stage and say, is that a Rhodes electric piano? <laughs> Every time. It was like he forgot. Do you remember that other that other piano you and I went halvesies on? Farfisa. The Farfisa. I remember taking that thing home to my dad and I said, we need to make this thing work. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Sam Sham and the Pharaohs had the exact same model that we had. It was like a red Farfisa organ. Didn't uh, the you know, piano player from the Doors play that? Play one? Just not like that. The, one, not, not like the one we had. Ray Manzarek. Yeah, thank you. I knew Ray Manzarek. Manzarek. Not sure. Great organist, keyboarder. Anything else about Mister Unlucky? With, uh, uh, the, the video, the, the music video. I was not a part of, but it was very cool. Thank uh, you. Very. Very cool to watch. Michael Butts, once again. Michael Butts. My favorite. There's that overhead shot that the uh, camera pans out on. They did some good stuff. And we could never play Cronaddy's again because the crew left fake blood stains on the brick outside. Well, they don't even have bands anymore. We really? ruined it for everyone. <laughs> We're so sorry to Cookville bands. We just ruined it. Someone left blood. I remember I actually left filming before it was even done that night. I, I stayed to help clean up. I was there till 6 Man. in the morning. Seth. Apparently we didn't do good enough. Sorry. That was fun, though. 
That's a blast. That's right. That was a blast. Track number six. Track number six. Track number six. Slip in. A fan favorite. Gone through a lot of changes. It's completely different now. Probably the most Sleep Nation song played on 102.9. Really? Yes. Here to be I Want You Back. Huh. No, it's it was Slip. That's cool. Do yeah. they still play it on 102.9? Periodically, yes. Cool. It's been a while. It's been Biles? <laughs> I wonder if he even knows that we talk about it. <laughs> I'll have to text him and let him know. This is definitely the song where we like to try new things. It's yeah. definitely the experiment. If we need to try to see if something works live, this is the song where we try to make it work. I also remember when we recorded this in the studio, Aaron didn't want to put the synthesizer into the recording. And I fought like heck to make sure that that synthesizer made it into that recording because... I don't know about you, but I thought it was a piece of the song. I didn't think we could just leave it behind. Somehow, some way, we made that work. So I'm glad the synthesizer made it into the song. I'm surprised you didn't go with the word hell uh, to make this also an explicit podcast. It is going to be explicit now. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, so much fun. I love playing Slip, especially the outro. The yeah, it's just kind of... Balls to the wall. I don't know how else to say it. Very abstract. Very abstract. The song is very abstract. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to describe it. It's also always had a cover of of Steve Miller's Fly Like an Eagle. Yep. To the Sea. Fly Like an Eagle. I was actually doing the Seal version. In oh, good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Space Jam soundtrack. Not a bad cover. Not a bad cover. I love that soundtrack. Actually, I prefer... Okay, seal so, version. Sh- sh- Hold on a second. Oh, I, I just want to defend myself. I prefer the seal version for the the where the organs at because the organs like a little higher in the mix of the song sounds just a little more keen because it was done in the nineties instead of in the seventies. Isn't that crazy? Uh, was that a seal joke? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that went over my head. That was yeah, good. thanks. I guess number seven, stimulate. Seth's favorite track if you off can the only album. See is that the lyric? Is that the one with the lyrics? Yes. Yeah. Nice. It's not a bad song until you get to that part. Then it's a terrible song. So tell us about that. Well, what? the only reason that that part is in the song is because we had a singer I remember. for a couple months, and this is the diss song to him. It actually says, "I'm singing your song." Is that correct? I'm singing. I'm singing. I'm singing your song. Your song. Your song. Yes. Yeah. See, I always thought it was I'm singing a song, which made it rough. But no, it's a complete baggage it's all right it's definitely a headbanger for sure it's a hard rocking song that if you're just ready to go and you need to get motivated it's the song it's my least favorite lyrical song but it's actually the first track that features your shining backup vocals yes other than i want you back yes yes so that back that's a that's a great story i can't if we ever if we Ever play this song again live? I can never. I can never replicate those backup vocals. That was back when we used to listen to the some of the screamo, you know, music, you know. And I channeled that, and man, you had to reach way down in your diaphragm to get that to come out. And I do enjoy hearing that back, knowing that at least my vocals made it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did, yeah. and and they rocked that part. Was I remember that you had to, whenever you went in the vocal booth, you tried it doing just as like standing there and yeah. singing into the mic and that didn't work 
So you had to go grab your bass yeah. and not even plug it up, but act like you were playing <laughs> your bass to do the vocals. I do remember that. And, and it worked. I mean, it, yeah. it worked. It's great. Yep. That's the Stimulate and I Want You Back are the only two songs that feature that feature backup vocals yep. from Micah and Justin. Because I Want You Back, we did gang vocals on. And then Stimulate, you did backup vocals on that. Yep. Let's take a minute to hear a word from our sponsors. Yep, yep, yep. And I have a video recorded on my phone of where we did all of those haze. And I yes. want you back. You couldn't hear any music. It was just us in the mic going, hey. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Rolling we- up. To track number eight, Ocho, for our Spanish friends. It is a song that is extremely popular amongst our fans. Is it? I think so. It's not even on the set for upcoming. We haven't our even show. taught the new drummer song. Well, we might have to. That's another one of my favorites. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I remember, because y'all, y'all kind of wrote it as a joke, right? Yeah. Well, Clinton Gill... Are used to be manager, I maybe think, still. Man- I think no. he still may be our manager. We haven't fired him, so <laughs> no, we never, you know, got his resignation or anything. That's right. Uh, Girl fight. He he called me up and he said, "Bran, I want you to write a song that has the words girl fight' in it." And that's all he gave me. And then I had a little four track recorder at the time, and I went in the basement and just worked on that thing for for a while and got all the everything figured out on it. It was a great music video. It was a great music video. We all dressed up like women. Bran was terrifying. I was voluptuous. A lot of people said I was the I best was looking woman. Ah, uh, okay. But Steve Martinson did say that you were the, the best looking woman. He thought you were the best looking woman. Thank you, Steve. That's right. And Steve is filled in uh, for bass. He, he is a great that, musician. But... He knows a lot of yeah. stuff. He's got some knowledge. He's a good guy. If he thought Seth was the prettiest, then more power to him. <laughs> I will agree that I was not. Okay. We want to thank the vape shop in Manchester that let us use that their facilities. The end of the day, got extremely annoyed that we were there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he got annoyed or I don't really know what was going on, but I, I really appreciate that I had actually looked for a bank, for any place that had a vault for at least two years because I had that video idea for Girl Fight for a long time and I could never find a place that had a vault and a bank that would allow us to fake rob their bank. So we got lucky with the vape shop that used to be a bank. Exactly. We got humongously. It was huge. It's going out. (laughs) Who was the, uh, who let us use that awesome red car? Mr. Kerry Luna. That's right. Kerry Luna let us use his Beautiful red Mustang. Just let us drive it around, throwing fake money out. He didn't care. I hid most of the money in my breasts. <laughs> fake money? Or my brazier, as it were. Did you have a bra on? No. Oh. I had just, a bra That would have completed it. it I had all, my mother-in-law's bra on. <laughs> it was all very fleshy. <laughs> <laughs> I put socks in my bra. Very PG-13. <laughs> Horrific to watch. Thank great, you. Fun video. <laughs> thank you to Tony Grissom. Oh, yeah, he did great. Yeah, Tony did it. And your wife and my wife did our makeup. They did. They did. You know what was funny? The next day when I went to work, all the mascara didn't come off. (laughs) So I got asked like 10 times, are you wearing makeup? And I finally had to break down and tell them, yes, it's makeup. (laughs) I'm a rock star. Yes. Yesterday, 
I went and did a music video where I dressed up like a woman. And I liked it. And I liked it, and it was fine. So I felt I, pretty. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> we all did. I won't lie. It was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> track nine, Your Eyes. The final track on the album. The Ender to End All. The Big Ender. This song grew on me. I didn't like it at first. So I'm saying after playing it, I kind of understood it more. I really enjoy this song a whole lot. And in fact, I'm glad it closes out the album. We should actually rekindle this jam and see if we can't make it make it something we play again. Because it definitely okay. doesn't it definitely doesn't get the respect it deserves anymore. It's probably one of my as you see, they they're the songs are almost kind of compiled as they were wrote, almost. I mean, of course, there's differences. Like you said, Mr. Unlucky predates most all these, or in closer. Yeah. So that that may be true, but they almost kind of fall in suit, a lot of them. And Your Eyes was the last song that almost didn't get on the album because we recorded it last, and Justin didn't really know the song that well. I think you and I knew exactly what was going on because I was in the control yeah. board, and... I was talking to him in the monitor, and I was like, nope, Justin, that's wrong. You're playing the verse. No, Justin, you're playing the verse. Stop. <laughs> Play the second half of the verse. It, 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 was, yeah. it was kind of a learning curve there. But it definitely, it definitely deserved a place on, on the CD for sure. And I remember when we were trying to come up with the order for this album, I, I thought that was the song the whole time that needed to close the record out. It's one of my favorite lyrically. And I and the live version is actually different than the studio version is because we were recommended of cutting the second verse in half. Mm-hmm. And so I just kinda did some lyrical change up. But the second verse is actually longer and it's it's probably one of my prized it's it's one of my prized lyric songs. Much better than stimulate. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I agree. Stim- <laughs> stimulate is the worst the worst lyrics I've ever wrote, I think, <laughs> on a song that's ever been recorded. Do we need to tell them about the al- the song that didn't make it to this album? There was a song that didn't make it to the album. That should have. I will petition that. It was it was myself that fought to not have it on the album. I will I'll be honest. I don't even know if you've heard this song. I don't. So I've not even heard the story. Continue. Really? There yeah. was a there was a group of songs that we wrote prior to coming up with this album construct where we had two songs. One's name was 22 and the other was 23. 23 actually made it onto the very first EP we recorded with Aaron. And then we broke out and wrote an actual kind of anthem like Mm -hmm. jam called 22. Well, it was all one song, but when we recorded it in the studio, we determined to make it two parts. And the idea was to put part one somewhere among these songs and close the album out with part two. But as soon as we heard this album succinct like it was, we didn't think it made any sense. It's kind of complete as is. It was complete as is. And so that song has actually never been heard by anybody. And we've got a actually good recorded, I believe the version we have is unmastered. I believe we would have to have it mastered, I think. It, it, it hasn't been mastered, no. And, and it's actually in two separate tracks because there's a... The first part of it is just acoustic and vocals. Yep. Which you played 12-string and I played acoustic guitar mm-hmm. or it was either back yeah. and forth, something like that. And then the second half is full band. Well, that... So those the two tracks almost have to be merged together, which kind of caused a problem. But 
that song was at the the tail end of our transition from full on straight on rock and roll, and that one was kind of got caught in the uh, whirlwind of it was definitely, we didn't know what to do. It was definitely a segue. It was we were leaving a, a sound behind and, and going towards something new. So right. I remember when we were coming up with the order for the album. It was definitely it definitely pulled at my heartstrings to know that we were finally going to complete an order of these songs because it actually took us. It took us several years after we recorded it to even press this, copy it, and make it available. This album was recorded in 2012 at Beach Creek Studios, and it didn't get pressed into an album until 2017, I believe. I don't know if that's right. Uh, was it 2016 yeah, or 17 or one of those? Either way. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, we decided you and I decided to come together and finish this. We didn't know whether. You know, I was ever going to be playing music with either of you guys. It was just a matter of... We you were weren't going, even in the band, technically, no, at the time. We were going to go ahead and lay down whatever bad blood we potentially had against one another, and we were going to try to get this done, because this was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. If we were never able to do anything else musically, we had to get this done, because there was going to be a part of us and our relationship that was going to be incomplete. It was like a dark cloud that was hanging over my head, because... Every time that we would play a show and, and people would have albums out for sale, and I was just like, we have a full album just sitting on our computers and no one's heard it. You know, we, we released, we would take the first, I think we took the first five songs as an EP and um, released those and sold those, but they were unmastered, unmixed kind of tracks. And then... We just sat down and said, okay, we're finally going to do this, even though, and it actually was probably that incident was kind of what brought was, you back in the fold. That's right. That's right. It was, it was definitely awesome to know that we had finally finished this project. Right. Finally finished this project for sure. And uh, who knows, maybe one day we'll, we'll find a way to make 22 known to the public. That would be something I would like to see one day. I want to hear it at least. Yeah, it's actually. I feel like I might on. I could put on the uh, unmastered version on at the end of this podcast. You could. That would be a little taste. You know, be a little interesting. You could. I like that. I like that idea. It's intense, man. I could. Could. Good. Could. Yeah. Okay. Does that mean we need to? <laughs> I'm just asking. We'll, we'll, we'll find out whenever. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. out. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you have, you know, do your thing. Maybe surprise us. But it's definitely a thing. It's definitely something we'll always remember, and I'm happy to have been a part of it and actually been able to put my stamp on something. I know that's how you feel as well, definitely. and I know that's how Seth feels now because we've actually got the we've actually got music that's actually got five songs so far. We'll in, see what in the, the background, holds. and uh, at some point we'll be able to have music videos to all those songs and maybe be able to press it into an EP. That way, it can be distributed as well. That would be nice. We do have one for American Way. That's yes. that's it so far. I think. Yeah. No, we did a video for Scream and Shout. Oh, that's right. Your that favorite a, video, Seth. That was really fun. Is that your favorite video, Scream and Shout? I think in terms of watching, it'd be I Want You Back, because it just looks like we're having a lot of fun, which we have fun in all of them. But Dude, Scream and Shout was just an adventure, man. It was. I think shooting that one was the most fun. Because it was just, there, there wasn't any, we just kind of had to go in there and shoot the video, we, yep. and that was it. We knew we were going we to walk through this. You know, haunted woods, and that was really all we knew. So. <laughs> we got we 45 few... minutes, and that's that. Yeah. So, turn out solid, though. It was Brandon had... Hillis that did that one for us, and, right. and your cousin. Glad I had taken the crap beforehand. Yes. <laughs> that's all. It I got know. frightening. Yeah, you it got of, frightening. You could have conveniently took a crap in your pants. <laughs> I could have. Oops, I, I crapped my pants. 
oh wow, we have a good time for sure. And Brandon Hills has done the uh, artwork for the upcoming singles, the Scream and Shout American Way, and the next single. You you can actually check out all of our music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play Store. All of title title is our stuff's on title. I'm uh, pretty sure. Oh well, cool. I don't know. <laughs> so listen to it. Get the plays up. You won't be disappointed. At least I don't think so. You could be. Yeah, it, could, you could be. it could be a disappointing You could, you could be a complete letdown. <laughs> You'll never know unless you listen. That's right. Actually, on Twitter, there's a couple radio station, online radio stations that play I Want You Back, Slip, and Closer. And there's a Spanish online radio station that plays Slip Inicion. <laughs> Seth, just when you thought you didn't have anything to do with this album, your name was on it. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Because I was in band at the time, but as far as the writing and recording of those songs, that was all the three-piece. Classic above, Sleep Nation three-piece. It was so awesome being a band that was named after a preposition. Sleepnationband.com is what it says on the back. (laughs) All right, when's our next show? Uh, We are doing something on Saturday, March the 23rd at the... Pond, pond, the pond in Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Historic Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Anyone who's listening to this, we also need extras for a music video we are shooting on March the 10th at Collins River Barbecue McMinnville, in Tennessee. Mac Minville. Oh, Emphasis on the Mac. Mac Tennessee. It's a reference to some old videos that <laughs> old we videos. used to do. Oh, on my Facebook today, that show we played at First and Cedar with Servant Advocate and Diesel wow. and Dust came up in the background, U2's version of Helter Skelter. That show was only five bucks. That's the show where we played, you know. Probably one of your your favorite. The uh, with or without you cover. It was one of my favorite musical moments, man. Into we went from twenty two into that song. There was people that was into that, man. They were feeling the vibe. The spiritual vibe. Thank you for listening to Sleep Nation Station, the podcast. Start the car. So turn the key. Tank of gas and the land of the free place I'm going, I want to be My burden seems heavy, my head feels like this is all I have left, my love, my right. So get in the car and drive
see flames higher and higher. I see trees and lakes and seas. Please. 